Hi, this is Yona with Pnema Wellness at FromWomen'sHealth.com. Welcome back. I am excited to do another interview today. And today I'm going to be speaking with Leah Subar, a psychotherapist from Petah Tikva. And I got in touch with Leah after my last birth. It was a pretty, it was a, it was a somewhat traumatic experience. And uh, for a few weeks after the birth, I found myself crying, emotional, anxious, just when I would think about that birth. And even though I was able to, you know, logic everything out and I understood the science of what happened, let's say it is my field. So I, I knew what was going on at the time and I knew what was going on afterwards. And I still felt like I wasn't, I wasn't able to kind of pull myself together about it. And a friend recommended that I speak to Leah and I did. And I found the experience to be really powerful really unusual. And Leah's work is experiential, and that's what she's going to be talking to us about today. And I feel like it's a really good thing for people to know about that there are non-traditional forms of therapy that can be really helpful to women who have experienced a trauma, who have, um, who live with depression or anxiety, any, any of these things that could really benefit from therapy, Maybe they've tried talk therapy. Maybe it's not what they're interested in. And there is an alternative. And even though it is unusual, it's non-traditional, it is evidence-based. And I personally found it to be highly effective. So that is why I've invited Leah to speak with us today. So Leah, thank you so much for agreeing to do this podcast with me. Yona, it's my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. So I did one session with you after my last birth, and I felt like this great weight had been lifted off of me. Can you kind of describe to people what it is you do and how it, how it's similar, how it's different from classic therapy? Sure, absolutely. Um, my focus, and this is not, it's not my, this is not my therapeutic model. This is based on what's called AEDP. Mm -hmm. uh, created by Diana Fosha. And there are other therapies that blend nicely as well with ADP. Mm -hmm. um, these are the experiential models, as opposed to traditional talk therapy, where the basis of the work is talking, talking, sharing thoughts, um, that that's the the overall um, format of the therapy. Mm -hmm. So when uh, in experiential therapies, we're really zoning in on visceral experience. What's happening inside? What's the experience mm -hmm. here and now inside the body? Um, and this is a way to really sort of pass over the the words and the descriptions and the narrative and get to what's actually moving inside, what's actually happening, and allow for that to be released. Um, emotions have long been described as waves. So, you know, waves come in and waves go out. Mm -hmm. And it's a natural process that happens unless we get in the way, which 
we're so good at doing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, um, so much of my work is really about creating a safe space so that the emotions that are there and stuck or blocked can move in a way so that the individual can feel that burden being lifted. I was, um, I was so mm-hmm to find that it works because it sounds so fluffy and I had looked at that before I worked with you and like it is evidence-based it is effective and I absolutely I couldn't I mean I said to you like how is this supposed to help like, it was fun I really enjoyed like that you invited me to use words you're saying it's not about the language but it, it involves language also like I was using language to describe my feelings and how how my body was feeling and I mean that spoke to the word nerd part of me. Like I really liked that, mm-hmm. but I couldn't imagine how it would help, but it, it does. So how, how, like, why? How did we do that? Um, so first of all, I want to share with you that words are important and I'll explain to you why um, when we're doing this experiential work, the body work, really paying attention to what's happening inside physically, physiologically, we are engaging the right hemisphere of the brain. The truth is the the hemisphere is right, left. It's not so clear cut anymore like it used to be. But just for the sake of simplicity, um, you're using parts of your brain, not your entire brain. And we'll call it right brain work. It's more abstract. It's nonverbal. Sometimes it's Mm preverbal. And after we have an experience, after we go through the process, then yes, we, we specifically want to put words to it to move the experience from the left brain, uh, sorry, from the right brain over to the left, which is where we have words and, and something more concrete, something, something that, uh, well, we would describe as integrated. So the words are important. But after there's an experience. Mm-hmm. So it's like bringing the full picture into the light. That's right. That's right. And as far as, you know, fluffy, I want you to know, I know what you mean. <laughs> I have not yet found the language to use. Uh, Diana Fosha and others do a fabulous job with that. Maybe someday I will too, but I, I, I relate to this sense of, oh, that sounds so fluffy, but the truth is that um, these bottom-up modalities, meaning as opposed to starting cognitively and working our way down to the body, we start with the body. We start with the experience and then move that up to thought. Um, these bottom-up modalities are really, really um, built upon extraordinary research um, and and a lot of talk therapists today, traditional talk therapists are learning to bring more of the body in the room, mm-hmm. um, learning to bring more experience into the room because it's, it's effective. Right. So interesting. What do you find that it, like, what do you recommend this for the most? What do you find it works for? Um, Certainly trauma, whether that's big T trauma or little T trauma, because it goes so deep. 
Mm-hmm. Um, excellent for depression mm-hmm. as well as anxiety. Um, I mean, this is not, this is not how you and I work together, but my specialty is treating complex PTSD. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we're talking about deep, uh, deep trauma. Um, it really addresses the, the roots of the drama, of the trauma and, and where it's lodged in the body. Because, you know, what, what happens, um, it, bad stuff happens. And let's say bad stuff happens when we're very young. But a young child is often at the mercy of the adults who are supposed to protect him or her. Mm-hmm. And without a way to defend herself, without a way to reach out and find someone, without, you know, without the power and the agency to do that, they're left with this energy inside that has nowhere to go. The feet that wanted to run away or the, the, the legs that wanted to kick or the arms that wanted to reach out or protect, you know, all of that energy doesn't go away just because it can't be used. Mm-hmm. The voice, the, the voice that wanted to speak up and say, hey, this is happening. Hey, this is not right. Hey, stop. Mm-hmm. That voice was taken away. But the energy behind and within what we call these action tendencies, the energy doesn't go away. It stays there and it stays locked and blocked and stored inside the body, which is fantastic because as a child, that's exactly what had to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes a child who would have spoken up or would have tried to kick and punch and defend may have really gotten in horrible trouble. Mm-hmm. So it was a brilliant um, way of surviving those years. Mm-hmm. As an adult, this blocked energy needs to be released. Otherwise, we've got all kinds of symptoms coming up in the body, whether that means, you know, physically the the sore neck and the backache, the headaches, the migraines, or serious health issues. Mm-hmm. So, um, so this is, how did I get to here, Yona? Help me out. How did I get to this? I asked you what you recommended for. Oh, okay. <laughs> did I answer your question? <laughs> You said PTSD, big T trauma is what you. That's, I mean, that's, that's my specialty. Okay. Um, That's my specialty, but it's also um, extraordinarily helpful for interpersonal relationships um, because aside from focusing on the body and focusing on emotions in the body, it's also very relational. So when I'm sitting in front of someone I, you know, I'm not a blank slate mm-hmm. and I, I'm putting myself in the room with you wanting to be someone who can create a self, a, a safe space for you, a holding space, a container. This is, um, 
this is a relationship. And so everything that comes up in your relationships outside of the room will come up inside the room as well, eventually. Are you pretending to be, not pretending, but are you being other people and people are modeling that interaction when you work with people like that? Well, undoubtedly, things will come up. Um, You know, I may say something that is misattuned. You know, I I might miss the boat, which happens in relationships, even even therapeutic relationships. Mm -hmm. And so my my client may be deeply hurt by that or deeply offended or deeply angered beyond what actually just happened. And so this is an opportunity for us to really go there and, and understand what's happening and, and, and do a lot of separating, mm-hmm. a lot of what we call unblending, unblending the present from the past. Being able to differentiate. This is, if we talk about trauma, so what we're really doing, and again, big T or little t, what we're really doing is differentiating between what's happening now, even if it's unpleasant, even if it's awful, but being able to really see what's happening now versus what we're attaching onto it from the past, because that's that's what trauma does. Something comes up now, and not only am I dealing with what's happening now, all of the trauma of the past that somehow smells a little familiar, even if it's just a drop of what's happening now, comes and gets attached. Mm-hmm. So not only am I, um, you know, as, as the client, not only am I angry at my therapist for not returning my phone call. Mm-hmm. I am convinced that she's abandoning me. I'm convinced that she hates me. I'm convinced that she's doing this just to torture me. Okay, that's all past stuff getting attached. So, um, you know, part of the work, part of the beauty of the work is gently and gradually learning how to unblend the present from the past. You had mentioned also that you find that it works for anxiety and depression, and those are both like really common kind of, yes, they're, they're really, they're just prevalent. They're everywhere, you know? Yes. Something like, I don't know. I read a study today that 12% of pregnant women and one in 20 non-pregnant women are suffering from major depression, not even slight depression, but like real diagnosable major depression or close to 20% of adults suffer from anxiety. So when it comes to those, not not necessarily someone with trauma, with a capital or lowercase that they can identify or that they're looking to address, but those kind of chronic, that kind of chronic state of being, um, mm-hmm. how can this help with that? So first of all, I like how you call that, you know, a chronic state of being, because that's really what it is. People get into these modes of being and they stay there and it becomes their normal, but it's not, it doesn't have to be. Mm -hmm. Um, Depression is very often um, nothing to do with hormonal imbalance or chemical imbalances. Sometimes it is, sometimes it is, but I would say I would venture to say for the majority of people, 
depression has more to do about depressing emotions, emotions that are flying around inside, not being expressed. They're pushed down. Mm-hmm. They remain stuck and it takes energy. It takes a tremendous amount of energy to keep stuff inside. And at a certain point, it drains the individual. It drains them. It, it empties them out. And this, this is the, this is what we're left with. This is what the depressed person, this is how he or she appears. That's drained, empty. Not to say that they can't be getting medical treatment and also be doing this though, right? Like, no, anyone who's getting medical treatment should certainly be in therapy in any case. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, uh, that's across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, it should definitely be together. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. It, it, uh, it doesn't mean one or the other. Yeah. And as far as, and as far as, yeah, as far as anxiety. So, um, what I like to do very much is, um, well, let's, let's back up a little bit. When someone comes in with complaints of anxiety, um, on top of their anxiety, which let's just give a definition, you know, people may have, uh, heart palpitations. Their hands may be sweating buckets. Um, you know, their face may turn bright red. They're, they're physical. They may be shaking. Shaking inside, visibly shaking. Um, so there's a lot of fear when your body starts to kind of go wild. Mm-hmm. A huge loss of sense of control. And, and um, you know, I, I have definitely heard from my clients that they think they're going to die. It's a a panic attack, you know, in the extreme. It's, uh, it's terrifying. So part of the work that I do is, first of all, being able to look at the body as a friend, as the best friend you'll ever have, not as this separate system that is now betraying you. Mm, interesting. So that means that, you know, when my hands are schwitzing, I want to notice that. I want to acknowledge This is what my body is doing. My heart is pumping. My heart is pumping quite fast. Wow. I'm noticing that. It's a little bit of unblending as well, um, but more correct just to say separating. Mm -hmm. Separating what my body is doing so that I can notice it, so I can observe it and witness and understand. This is really the most important part. My body in this um, anxious state is doing the best it can to release energy. Again, I'm bringing back this fluffy word energy because it works and I haven't found a better word for it. It works more accurate. (laughs) The word works. Um, there's energy in my body and it needs to be released. So whether I am shaking or sweating or heart pumping or or skin turning red this is my body's way of releasing mm-hmm. and so again in the relational sphere i'm i'm wanting to make a safe space 
to allow this person to let her body do what it needs to do. And for those of you who have studied SE, somatic experiencing, this will sound very familiar because, um, you know, this is based on what we call felt sense, really noticing what's happening inside, inside the body and following it and trusting it and letting it go. So that, that's one aspect, just allowing the symptoms, the manifestations of anxiety to be safe, to be acknowledged. I mean, and in that be, way, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. In that way, someone who, like I, I've definitely spoken to people who are like, I mean, either I'm dying or I'm having a panic attack and they've gone to the emergency room because of the, the heart palpitation. Yes. Yes, absolutely. After someone's learned to tune in with that feeling and experience yes. as a bodily feeling, are they then, do you find able to separate the emotional anxiety, not separate it, like put it away because it's still there, but to not let it spiral not let it feed itself? Like, how does that actively change things? If they can catch it in the beginning, at a certain point, you're at the point of no return and the body just has to do what it's going to do. Okay. You can still observe it and and create some space to allow it, which might take the edge off of it. But ideally, if you can notice it in the beginning, a huge chunk of the anxiety can be removed just because you're not feeling anxious about feeling anxious. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's quite a big chunk, the, the fear that gets attached to the anxiety. Um, but then once we're at a place where we can just be sitting together and notice and, and the, the person can just, you know, I'm, I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling a tightness in my chest. My stomach is in knots. Then we can slow down. And make space for these sensations. And when we make space and we follow it, we follow the sensations, we notice any thoughts, any memories that come up, any emotions that also come up with it, then we're already moving from the anxiety to what's what's really there, what's really happening. I think... um, Um, after I mm-hmm. after I worked with you and we when we went through that birth experience, you had me kind of experience the feelings that I felt while we while we talked about it and then recreate a, a scenario where I, I had received the care that I wanted and the experience that I wanted. And I guess felt that kind of felt the difference between the two of them. I don't know how to describe it, but yes, I, for the next for a few days after I kept stopping myself to um, just be like. Oh, I'm feeling a feeling like really pay attention to it. It was interesting to, to do that. And I can't say that I do it on a daily basis and I don't know that I need to, you know what I mean? But having that Uh idea that it's possible was really interesting and it it was really helpful. Yeah. The, the, um, the intervention that you're referring to is what in ADB we call portrayals Mm -hmm. and it basically means returning to the scene that is the origin of the stress or the pain or the trauma. Mm-hmm. And yet this time we're returning to it, bringing along our slightly older or sometimes much older, wiser 
cells. Mm-hmm. And I say that because the worst, most painful part of any trauma from a birth trauma to a catastrophic, um, you know, across the board, big T trauma. Mm-hmm. The very worst part is not actually what happened. Not actually what happened, but the unbearable aloneness mm-hmm. that the individual experienced, being absolutely alone in this horrible, unbearable experience. So what we're doing when we return to the experience is when I say portrayal, we've, we've got the, the protagonist, that, that individual that was, that was you, mm-hmm. whether it was last week, whether it was three years ago, whether it was when you were five years old, we're returning to her with our knowledge, with our wisdom. And when I say our, sometimes it's just the, the person sitting in front of me who's now returning to her younger self. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes the individual is not ready to do that and will ask me to be the one or someone else that they have in mind who they, who they trust and who they can lean on. Mm-hmm. And we bring this older, wiser other to that scene. Mm-hmm. And we recreate it. We, we let that younger self know, okay, I'm here with you. I see what's happening. I hear your pain. It's I'm just, witnessing. Yes. It's so amazing to me that that's all, that that's all in there. And that, that is real enough that that inner, I mean, there are people who really, I mean, there are people who have more experience with this whole mind, mind, what do you call it? Mind, bodyfulness, body mindfulness. I think I had it backwards, right? And Dr. Sarno. No, you did great. Mind, bo- mind, bodyfulness. Mind, bodyfulness. And Dr. Sarno is really popular in the from community. I've heard his name come up a lot. And like, I think this is all kind of connected, if I'm not yes. mistaken. But that, that that's all there. And even the people who really don't spend a lot of time thinking about it, like myself. That can really all, that can all be in there. It's just, it's really, I find it really interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, if you're speaking to someone who has more of an, uh, you know, more of a, an intellectual scientific mind, which I think that that's how you're describing yourself, um, you know, the brain um, doesn't necessarily distinguish between uh, real and not real. Well, for example, when you watch a movie, or <laughs> not you, of course, Yona, when one, <laughs> if you're watching a movie and it's a really scary movie, mm-hmm. you know, the, the blood and gore is scary, really, really horror type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So you're sitting in your seat and, and you're suddenly squeezing the arm of the person next to you, you're gripping the seat. Now, now what on earth? It's just a movie. It's not real. It's not happening. It's not really happening. All you're doing is just watching a screen. Not for a minute. Do you actually think that what you're seeing on the screen is, 
actually happening live, and yet your body is responding as if it is. Your cortisol goes up and everything. It's all <laughs> everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're talking real physiological changes. Mm-hmm. Heart rate, oxygen, the works. In the same way, when you uh you know, imagine just a beautiful calm scene at the ocean with the waves coming in and the waves going out and the sun starting to set or starting to rise. All of a sudden, you know, there's room to breathe. All of a sudden your body relaxes. But I I, I mentioned the, the movie because it really brings how in a certain way illogical that is. Mm-hmm. And yet this is this is how the body works. This is this is science. This is just science. Interesting. Specifically neuroscience, because we're talking about the nervous system and its its response, its natural response to to what is happening outside, even if it's not really happening, but it's happening. So when we create a portrayal and that um terrified, lonely um, woman or a young child is sitting there feeling unbearably alone and helpless. And we come and, and, and hold her, whether it's physically or just, you know, emotionally create a space. So she knows she's not alone. And when she even goes further and, and remakes the scene, how she wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. So you know, which is exactly what, and then watching it. Yes. Again. Yes. Rewriting the script. And most importantly, this is really the point, reliving the script. Mm-hmm. Just rewriting it keeps it cognitive, keeps it in the frontal cortex. That's not what we want. We want it to go much, much deeper. Mm-hmm. You, so you- that. Sorry, I'm again, sorry. You had also mentioned that you were working on, on meditations, like you just started doing with the, imagine you're sitting. Yeah. Can you tell me more about this and how that? Sure. Yeah, sure. With pleasure. Um, about a year ago, a drop over a year ago, I created a new, um, a new service that I'm offering, uh, by creating a hundred percent customized, personalized meditations, mm-hmm. guided meditation audios. So um, it's been really, really exciting because um, I'm able to use not just the, the cognitive part of meditation, but also taking it into the body. And, and uh, you know, it's not the same as working in the room with somebody, but it's, um, but there's a lot of body, mind bodyfulness that can, uh, go in to an audio. So, um, it's basically for any man or woman who's feeling stuck, feeling frustrated either in their personal life or their professional life. Um, I am working a lot with business professionals who just either they're not in therapy because they really don't need therapy 
mm-hmm. or they need therapy, but they're not ready for therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're looking for something that they can do to help themselves. So we have uh, an exploration process generally done over email, just a bunch of back and forths until we can kind of zone in on what they really what they really need to experience some some relief or some um, epiphany. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been really fun because, you know, the you get to choose whether you want a female voice or a male voice to accompany the guided meditation. You choose what kind of ambient background or ocean waves or birds or nature or whatever. Uh, you choose the length. And um, it's really a co-creation. And then after I write the script and you approve it, then I take it to the recording studio, um, really nice top-notch studio, and uh, and off it goes. So uh, yeah, it's a new it's a new service, and I'm absolutely enjoying it. And it's really having some extremely profound positive results. And if anyone if anyone's on LinkedIn, I definitely invite you to check out my profile. Um, you can hear more about the process because on LinkedIn, I don't speak so much about my private practice. I'm mostly featuring, uh, the audios, brain shape audio. And, um, there's testimonials there. You can get more information over there or on, or on my site, uh, which is brainshapeaudio.com. Um, so that's, if someone wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way to reach you? Your LinkedIn or your website? I you, either from LinkedIn or the website, or I'm happy to give you my uh, my email address, uh, which is Leah at BrainShapeAudio.com. Okay, super. And I will include that so that anyone who is interested in reaching out to you can. Thank you. That's so great. Much. I appreciate that. I so much appreciate you sharing what you do and and how it works and what it works for. And it really is powerful. So even, even though it does still have a little bit of fluffiness about it, it's, it's important. (laughs) It's not really that fluffy. At least fluffy. fluffy. (laughs) You just, you just can't, can't get over that fluffiness, right? Yeah. It's not that I can't get over it. It's that like, it shouldn't be thrown out because of its fluffiness. Like it, even if it has that sound and that's a turnoff to people, it, it's, shockingly effective so well i i also think it depends on who gives it over you know i am more of an experiential type of person i'm more of an emotion feeling type of person so Mm -hmm. although the neuroscience behind this um interests me and excites me and i'm enthusiastic about it it's not it's not my way of speaking Mm -hmm. so it's very possible um I mean, I know that it's true that others can describe this work in a way that uh, you might be able to stomach a little better, Yona. I, <laughs> I don't want it to sound like I'm not stomaching it. It's just, <laughs> it's, I don't know, it was, it was new and it was interesting and it, and it worked. And I'm excited for other people to hear that even if it sounds unlikely and unusual and not their general cup of tea, it's worth looking into. So thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. My pleasure. I appreciate it very much. Thanks, Yona. Again, thank you for listening. And you can find more podcasts, more blog posts, 
as well as the information on how to reach Leia at fromwomenshealth.com. And looking forward to your comments and feedback.